You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The 7 Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7 Habits. That's the number 7 Habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Chris Porteous, and he's the CEO of Gray Smoke Media, My SEO Sucks, which builds sales funnels and marketing workflow solutions for businesses across North America. Today, his growth focused agency, My SEO Sucks, has helped clients generate tens of millions of dollars and has one of the lowest churn rates in the industry. So, welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, thanks for having me, Dennis. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. You know, I. In our pre-interview, we were talking here a little bit. And today, just to tease everybody, we're going to talk about, we're going to answer the question and we're going to discuss the whole concept, is SEO dead? Okay, we're gonna, that's what we're going to do. But before we dive into that, you know, I was looking through kind of some of my older episodes. I mean, we're almost up to 300 episodes now, I think, published. And I don't think we've done justice to the whole SEO component. And I don't know why. So, I'm hoping that Chris can fill in the gaps today, but before we dive into that topic, why don't you give us a quick quick backstory here? Take a minute or two backstory, and then we'll dig right in. Yeah, absolutely. So my background actually quite unique. I started off in the finance space, and then from there, I was working with different clients, and I kept on noticing the same type of thing. They weren't building the proper marketing funnels to really scale and grow their businesses effectively. And from that, I uh, I started an SEO slash DR, uh, PR slash media buying company, Great Smoke Media. And as we learned more about a client and what they're really looking for, we really niched down and went all in on search marketing. And we built very unique technologies to help scale businesses in the most cost-effective manner possible. And from there, like you said, we've, uh, we've grown to a seven-figure agency. We're scaling quickly, even despite COVID. And you know, for the most part, it's actually been a really exciting and interesting time for for us and, and our clients. Yeah. And all business owners, interesting time being that when we're recording this, it's I think October 20th. So, so we're still COVID. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen here. Chris is in Canada. I might mention as well. He's in the Toronto area, correct? Oh uh, yeah, that's correct. Yep. And so, all right. So here are a couple questions before we dive in. Did you raise any capital or did you bootstrap this? You were a finance guy. So tell us a little bit about uh, that. Finance guy, but ironically, I bootstrapped the entire thing, both my uh, business partner and myself. Oh, so you do have a business partner. Okay. Yep. Great. All right. And so let's dive into this concept and we'll see how far we can get. I know there's, I know you're going to kind of talk about kind of your journey and how you applied your learnings to your clients and then how they've seen results with those but let's tackle this question. The question is, is SEO dead? Give us your take on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. You know, short answer is no, but it is changing and changing quite quickly. When we started in the space about four, five years ago, it was much easier. Do some keyword research, you kind of optimize a page, include in the metas, headers, et cetera, and write some pieces of content, low quality link building, aka 
guest posts and content you'd never actually want to share with your clients. But we've noticed that those tactics don't work anymore. And it's more about looking at SEO and not just as one piece of your business, but as a part of the entire business and the journey of your marketing and where you want to go. So yeah, in short, it's, it's changing quite quickly, especially with some of the new technology out there that, you know, Google's integrating with machine learning and everything else. So it's important to really look at that and kind of evolve your agency and evolve your processes around it. All right. So let's pull that apart a little bit. The changes that are going on, you know, how long have you had the agency? How long ago did you start? Yeah, it's been about four years now. Okay. So about four years. Okay. So in the four years that you've been doing this, right, and you've been growing a seven-figure business and you've been serving and supporting clients in a variety of different industries, and I'm sure many of them, many different look, shape, sizes, and, and everything in between, what are a few of the biggest changes you've seen in those four years as it relates to SEO? Like things that yeah, were working yeah. four years ago, four or five years ago that are not working today or won't work today. Oh, absolutely. So the biggest thing I've found is optimizing a page for keywords. It's just not going to move the needle like it did four or five years ago. It's become much more competitive. Google's also much smarter looking at various syntaxes and looking at the way kind of pages are built. They're looking at, you know, CRO. They're looking at like your website in general and more holistically versus just specific optimizations. So that's one thing is, you know, going back to like the technical onsite optimization. So you it mean like, title, like meta tags and title tags and it, things it, like that, exactly. that sort of stuff, that sort of stuff isn't just, just isn't going to get what you need if you're really trying to drive any volume of search or control the, control that search. Exactly. It's not enough to move the needle. Okay. On that front. And the second thing is on the link building side, everyone, like everyone was selling links, everyone was buying links, you know, four or five years ago and links still play a very big part in the overall process in building authority, building your search rankings, but it's really shifted from, you know, private blog networks, low cost blogs, pay to play type sites to larger, more organic authority type websites. You know, for example, a link on business.com or Engadget or TechCrunch is much more valuable than, and it always has been, than compared to like a traditional, maybe a smaller tech blog. But what we're seeing more and more is Google is almost ignoring those kind of smaller sites. And so those same kind of traditional link building methods just aren't having the same results or providing the same value as they used to. Yeah, because you typically can't buy those links, right? Like you were able to previously, those are more earned media or relationship driven or contextual or authority based, right? I mean, that's really what those types of high value links, like you said, I mean, if you get a link in a major publication or something that has a high domain authority, I mean, that just doesn't happen on its own. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the contextual links having exact anchors. So you could have, for example, you're writing an article, you know, for a tech site and you have a tech company and you're like, learn more about my automated light bulb technology or something, some specific over-optimized keyword could actually punish you. And what we're finding more and more is we're doing for our clients a lot more branded and natural anchor type type keywords. So really understanding the way like search engines are ranking and the more organic you are, the more natural things look, you're going to see a lot more success. That said, it takes a lot more work, a lot more planning, a lot more technology, but you will see success. And especially compared to some of the your competitors maybe are using more traditional type method. Got it. Okay. So those are a couple of things that aren't working, right? As well as they did before. And 
you shared kind of how you're shifting that link building and you know how, how you're shifting some of those things into newer strategies like we just talked about. What else are some of the biggest changes you've seen? I mean, obviously, we talked about the on-page SEO. We talked about link building. Is there anything else you know, that's changed heavily in the last four or five years? Yeah, I, I think ultimately it comes down to building your footprint. So the larger your footprint, the easier it is or more naturally you're going to rank for more valuable keywords. So I know with social media, it's kind of, there's two sides to that coin. Some agree with it, some don't. But ultimately, the larger your social presence, the larger your footprint, the more earned media you have, the more PR mentions you have, the more you're out, you know, in terms of press. Ultimately, you're going to see better results on average than companies who are maybe not looking at SEO as not just one part of their market. Like, so companies that are looking at their SEO as part of their entire strategy, you know, digital PR, social email marketing, et cetera, et cetera, are going to have a lot more success than a company that is just maybe optimizing keywords, kind of getting low quality links, not doing anything to expand their footprint in more of a white hat type method. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I pull apart what you're saying, just getting a bunch of links back to your site will have limited impact, but you're never going to be able to compete with a company that gets, that has a real brand or real PR. For example, if someone has a, a real brand, obviously they're going to start getting a lot of brand queries, right? They're going to start getting brand queries through the search engines, Google and Bing and whatnot. And that, that rings true and is very, gets very weighted, right? Correct. When it comes to search yeah. engine, right? And then the other exactly, side of it, yeah. and then the other side of it is the more PR, the more brand you have, the more links you're going to have, right? The more high quality links, organic links, not things, you know, link wheels and, and blog networks and these low quality links where you might have a thousand links, but you know, they're, they're spammy links basically is what they are. Correct. Exactly. So taking that more holistic approach of tying in your PR and your brand back to SEO is a little bit more the type of approach because that helps replace that old school link buying link wheel, you know, blog networks. Exactly. And I think that traditional agency approach where you hire an agency to build links, put some content on your site and optimize. Ultimately, that's just one, they're working on one part of your business and it may work, may not work. Chances are it will fail over time, but finding the right partners who are going to work with you holistically on the entire business and then build that SEO strategy around everything that you're doing from a marketing perspective, you're going to have a lot more success. Okay. So how does SEO tie into social? Try to explain that for us. Pull that apart because Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of people spending time on social, right? We have Facebook and we've got TikTok and we got Twitter and we got LinkedIn and all these different social networks, right? And so, how does social tie into the SEO strategy as a whole? I mean, where do you see that connecting or disconnecting? Yeah, right now, we don't have a lot of evidence that, you know, social media on its own is impacting SEO rankings. That's been discredited by Google, but, you know, I'm seeing kind of Yes, no, 50-50, it is having some impact, it isn't. But ultimately, using the data you're collecting from social to build your overall marketing and content strategy where you're going to have a lot of success. So if you see that certain topics are trending, you see that you're getting a lot more kind of visibility or engagement on certain types of posts. Building out that content or relevant content that's you know on your website and you're repurposing it for social, email marketing, in your various media buy and digital kind of paid ad campaigns you're going to have a lot more success versus just building a piece of content that's maybe stored on your website with the goal of ranking it in search only. 
So an example of that might be, let's say you have a Facebook live that you do, right? To a community on Facebook. And maybe you announce it to your email list and every you drive people to that Facebook live and you're talking about whatever topic that is, something that you're an authority on, something that's relevant to your, to your audience. And you get a lot of good response, a lot of engagement, a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of shares compared to maybe another topic that you did, right? That maybe didn't quite hit home quite as well. That might be something where it might be worth investing in creating a much more broader piece of content for your blog where you might even repurpose that video into that. So now you create a big, long, epic blog post that's kind of an authority piece around that because obviously your audience enjoyed it. And so they're going to get value out of it beyond just the live. And then the other side of it is there's a good chance that uh, if it's, you know, if it's SEO relevant, right, if you've got some keywords and there's some search volume there, that there's a good chance that eventually it could get ranked by Google or the other, other search engines. Is that kind of what you were, what you were talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's taking the reverse. So it's finding topics that are getting a lot of engagement and you're basically crowdsourcing that data. You're seeing people on Facebook responding to your information, giving you data. And so by leveraging that and finding those right types of topics, and then working backwards and looking at the SEO relevancy, looking at what's incorporate, whether it's different headers, sections into that content to also kind of capture the SEO benefits. You're really building this kind of holistically awesome marketing piece that's targeting, it's topical, it's SEO friendly, and you already have the data proving that your users or potential users want to engage with that content. Yeah, that's interesting because most people, when they think about SEO, they think about creating the blog post first and then they take it to social and then use social as just distribution as opposed to, as opposed to coming up, like you said, using the data to actually generate the broader, more SEO driven content. Exactly. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So what else did we talk about? We talked about, you know, some of the things that have changed. We've talked about how social, the role that you can leverage social for, for improving your SEO. What else? What are you doing different now? I mean, what are things that you've seen or done that where you've seen significant results for your clients that it's different now today in the last year versus four or five years ago? What are some of those things that you've been able to achieve or do for your clients? Well, even for ourselves, we hired a content marketer or like a full-time content writer. And in the past, we would hire content writers to, you know, write a blog post on something related to SEO. And it might be 500 words not necessarily well thought out, but hitting certain keywords, hitting certain objectives, and it was working. And to an extent that still works today, not to discredit that, it it does still work. But what we've moved to is having, moving from, you know, maybe three or four blog posts a week on our site to now we're writing one, maybe two guide posts a month instead. So we recently are publishing shortly a content marketing piece and how to scale up your content marketing. And that's 5,500 words. And we spent over a month writing that article or putting that article into, into place. And we had feedback from our SEO team. We even kind of went to a few of our clients and asked like, hey, what are you seeing? What are you finding as well? And getting their feedback and information and building these awesome posts. And ultimately, we're taking client feedback. We're taking data that you know, we see from our users. And we're building really high quality content versus just you know, churning out pieces that may not help the reader or readers may not engage with it, but they ultimately search for those keywords. Yeah. So you're, you're taking it to a whole new level of depth, right? So you're, you're not just putting a 500 or 800 or even a thousand word post out there, which 
it's very difficult to provide any meaningful value or to get into any depth at that length of a post, right? I mean, it, ju- it just is, right? It's hard to peel back the onion on a, on a difficult or challenging or, or complex topic in 500 or 1,000 words. So what you're doing is you're, rather than publishing a weekly post where you might do a, a let's call it a 750-word post once a week or a 1,000-word post once a week, now you're going to do one major pillar post, right? One really authoritative deep dive on a very important topic that you've identified as critical to the business, critical to your users. And then you're just doing it, like you just said, you're, you're putting out a public, what is it, 5,500 words? Exactly. And it took yeah. you a month to create, but the probability of that actually getting ranked for XCO and which is at the end result is really more about how users react to it, right? I mean, the more time on they spend on the page, all of that, right? The, all of the on-page SEO stuff that happens, that's really where Google's going to get the right signals to determine whether that's something that they should rank. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that thought process because I know I've been, I got wrapped up in those days where I was just putting out a blog for putting out blog's sake, right? We have a weekly publishing schedule, so we have to put something out there, right? We have to get something out there. And a lot of times you just put a piece of crap out there because you just don't, it's very hard. And when I say that, I'm a little bit critical of my own content. So, I mean, you know, that's somewhat subjective, right? I mean, someone might believe that it's a great piece of content, but ultimately you're probably not doing your best work if you're publishing a weekly blog. So I like that thought process of kind of turning down the volume and focusing more on quality versus quantity. And I think Google, you know, from what I've seen, it just makes sense, right? I mean, if you buy a book that's you know, 20 pages long, or you buy a book that's 200 pages long, you're just going to be able to, you're going to be able to really understand that topic much more at a very different level if you get a couple hundred page book. And it just, it just makes total sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. I guess one point too, to add, even these posts, it's not as simple as, you know, you write this 5,000 word post, really high quality. It's, you know, it's structured correctly. Everything's good. It's also ever changing. So updating that content one thing I like to do, and this is, a, I think, a great action for readers to get into the habit or your listeners to get in the habit of doing, is every question that any client, any potential lead message, you know, asks me, I make sure that we incorporate it in some capacity into our site, whether it's an FAQ section or maybe it's on a specific page. If it's a content-related question, maybe we incorporate that FAQ or whatever on the, you know, the bottom of that content marketing page. But it's important to take all the data that your users are providing you. Like they're giving you real-time data and feedback. So taking that and, and incorporating it wherever possible on your site, you're, again, you're going to see much better results. You're updating the page. You're adding additional value to the readers. And, you know, over time, for me, I like to automate things. And for me, the goal ultimately is to get less and less inquiries. How can we streamline that? It also kind of serves that purpose as well. So that's one thing that I'm really cognizant of too. Okay, great. So that's one of the biggest changes that you've seen results from. Anything else in particular that you want to add as far as how your approach to delivering for your clients has changed dramatically over the last four or five years? What's working? What's not? What's on the horizon? What's some, what are some things that you're doing that maybe you didn't even think were possible four or five years ago? Yeah. I mean, this is just one specific process that we built out, but I find it really exciting. We basically take, and this will kind of walk you through it quickly. We basically take the keywords that we're trying to rank for, for any client, and we'll, we'll map that in search and find the core pages that are, are ranking for those keywords. And then we'll work with our clients to write content 
to answer those questions in Quora. It's just one example of what we're doing, but before that was almost impossible. Now with APIs, technologies, the systems we built, we can do that at a, at a very high level and scalable across you know, our 50, 100 clients. So that's one thing we're working on is how do we build out the footprint, not just on their site, how do we expand out you know, their content marketing strategy, their keyword strategy, also looking at digital PR, how do we get them more earned mentions, what can we do better there? But how can we build out assets that are already, you know, already ranking in search for the various keywords and build out those pages and also capture additional search market share. Got it. Perfect. All right. Yeah. And I love that concept of Quora because I, as a matter of fact, I use that quite frequently when I'm trying to come up with topics for blog posts, right? So I'll go in there and do a little bit of snooping around on different topics and find out what questions, not only questions that are being asked, but what questions are getting a lot of response, a lot of views, a lot of you know, a lot of answers to, and then, you know, knowing that you can see the popularity of those questions. And that should give you a little bit of a measure as to whether the market's going to be interested in that type of a a concept, if there's really interest there or demand. So yeah, I like that strategy. And it's really simple, right? Quora is free and you can just go in there, snoop around and, and do gather a whole bunch of data on different topics. All right, cool. Anything else you want to add? I got a couple more questions that we'll ask before we wrap up today. But if there's anything else you want to add about, you know, about is SEO dead? And then a couple more questions, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big takeaway is it's not dead, it's changing. But how can you build SEO holistically into your entire marketing funnel? So I kind of encourage everyone to look at SEO, not just as one piece of your marketing, but looking at it, how can I integrate SEO into you know, digital PR processes, my content marketing, you know, even social media, email marketing and repurposing it. And then obviously, on the site, how can we kind of scale up the site through more content and hitting the right users? But yeah, really thinking of it holistically as part of the entire business and not just one piece of it. Got it. Perfect. All right, listen, two rapid fire questions and we'll wrap it up. What's your favorite growth tool or software? Being an agency guy, you guys have tools and if you like automation, there's always tools there. So what would be one of your favorite growth tools or software that you use? Our favorite is because we're an SEO company, we use Ahrefs every day. We actually have a custom, we have our, our content management system that's completely custom. And we've built Ahrefs, their API into our system. So we can funnel out kind of lower quality blogs in real time. We know exactly how much we want to pay for it. We know the value of every site just through the algorithms and the data that Ahrefs provide. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. And what would be one book that you've read that maybe helped you on your journey or you think might help the audience on theirs? So I'm not sure if this is a bit of a cliche. How I got into this, like I was a freelancer with my first client. I started reading the book for our work week. I didn't even know that virtual assistants were a thing prior to that. So it really changed the way I, I looked at everything. I'm looking at it more. How can I automate this? How can I have someone do this? And I focus just on the processes and more of the kind of high level business strategy side of it. Yeah, perfect. I know that was a that book had a lot of impact on a lot of different people, got people on the journey of starting their own business, got people on the journey of outsourcing. And so it obviously had an impact on you and me as well. If you look behind me, that's probably on the, <laughs> on the, it's definitely on the bookshelf somewhere there. So listen, I really appreciate it. Listen, why don't we do this? Chris, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about My SEO Sucks, and uh, we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, absolutely. You can visit my website at myseosucks.com. Or email me directly at chris at myseosucks.com. I'm happy to answer any questions, provide feedback, and um, 
I've been through the journey and I, I want to also give back as much as possible. Love it. Well, listen, Chris, congrats on all your success. It sounds like you've uh, done an amazing job. Really appreciate your insights here on SEO and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.